What's up, everybody? Super excited to be here on the first episode of the Moss Mode Show, man. We got a great guest in the one and only Josh Allen. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, Zach. Honored to, to be a part of it, my man. Yeah, man. Thank you for finally, you know, hopping on with us. And we finally got this thing kicked off on the right way. So I'm not even going, you know, waste your time and, you know, play around with anything. I'm going to jump right into it, man. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to let's start young Josh Allen. Tell us about, you know, just growing up in Fireball, California, um, you know, small city um, and everything that you kind of went through to get to, you know, where you at and all your struggles that you kind of went through. Yeah. So like you said, small town, probably about five, six thousand people. Uh, we got two stoplights. You know, it's a it's a pretty cool spot. You know, it's uh, it's so near and dear to my heart. I grew up on a farm uh, with my, obviously my family. My father uh, has about thir- or has about thirteen hundred acres, but farms about two thousand acres. And mm-hmm. you saw that photo there. You know, as a kid, me and my brother, we'd be, you know, weeding cotton or moving irrigation pipe or sometimes driving a disc. Um, but you know, just just to have the parents that I did, especially like they were they were our role models. My dad you know, just the work ethic and the pride that he had, you know, not in just his hometown, but, um, you know, everything that he touched with, you know, uh, he, he was awesome. My mom's awesome. You know, she was kind of our, uh, our rock. She took us to all of our games and practices and as well as my dad, he was a, a coach, president of the swim team, president of the baseball club, like anything that we were involved with, you know, he made sure that it was, uh, the best it could be, you know, yeah. whether they were, like I said, heading the whole operation or having fundraisers for it. My mom was, is the ultimate fundraiser. Um, so she, she always, you know, had us in the, in the best jerseys and the best cleats and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it was such an honor to, it's such a blessing really to have the family that I did. And, you know, they make it to damn near every single game. Um, it's really cool. Really cool. And, you know, so going back to Fireball, you know, it was a small town, uh, coming out of high school, it didn't have many offers. So I went junior college and, you know, went to Wyoming after that, after only having one offer and then, you know, being the, the seventh pick here for Buffalo and uh, hopefully spending, you know, very, very long time here. Oh, you'll be here for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just thinking about you having one offer. I mean, I see what you do every day um, and it's kind of crazy to think that a guy like you only had one offer coming out of high school. Um, I mean, you had the size, you had all the skill sets that, you know, I think every coach in college would probably look for in a quarterback. Um, and to think that you only have one offer, I mean, kind of just tell us about having only one offer in the mindset. Um, I know you even sent out your own personal letters to coaches. Um, and just kind of tell us about that and how that was on you mentally as a, as a young guy trying to, you know, make it. Yeah. Um, you know, you try to, you try to find reasons why, you know, you didn't have offers. And, you know, my, my reason I came up with was because of where I was from. Um, mm-hmm. Small town that didn't ever produce any Division One talent. But I think it's more than that, you know, because I was contacted Division Three, D2, D1AA. It didn't matter. Nobody was biting. Um, you know, you look at the tape and you see kind of this long, tall, string bean looking kid. And, you know, I didn't have much muscle mass on me, but I played sports year-round. You know, I didn't really mm-hmm. find myself in the weight room too often. I was too busy being on the field for baseball or on the court for basketball or on the field for football. I swam, you know, growing up uh, up to about 14 years 
uh, 14 years old. Um, you know, so like you said, just why, why it happened, I don't know, but I'm actually glad it happened the way it did. It made me hungrier, uh, made me fight for what I really wanted. And, uh, it did give me a clear definitive picture of what I really wanted in life. And as far as pertaining to my job, um, and what I wanted to do, you know, this is, this is what I set out to do. And maybe if things were easier and, you know, I would have given, been given a scholarship, I would have been content with that. But, um, you know, they made me fight for it and, uh, it made me, made me stronger and hungrier. I feel that. I mean, I can sim- kind of relate in, 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 a, in a sense, just because, I mean, I came from Miami, which is totally different from, uh, where you came from. Um, I didn't grow up in the city, but I grew up in, you know, rough neighborhoods and everything like that. And, um, just kind of wanted that kind of wanting to get out, you know what I mean? And yeah. down in Miami in South Florida, point blank, it's super tough to play football down there. Cause it's, that's all we got for the most part. Like that's what every young kid um, wants to do is play some type of sport. So you are pretty much battling against the whole state for an offer of scholarships and things like that. And I only had seven or eight when I came out. Um, and I mean, I had some schools bite in and stuff like that, but didn't really know where I wanted to be. Um, so I ended up committing to Miami at first and kind of felt like the that U? wasn't the U. Yeah, I was committed well, to the I U. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was com- a lot of people uh, probably don't know because I was committed there um, my sophomore year in high school. Um, and I ended up decommitting around my beginning of my senior season. I kind of just opened it back up because I kind of realized that being in ho- being at home, being in Miami with all the distractions that you can you know get and stuff like that. It probably wasn't going to be best for me so i ended up decommitting from there and then kind of like you you know you only had one offer and for me i felt like out of those seven i had to make one of these work and yeah. a guy being from miami everybody asked me how did you get from miami to utah i'm like well that's the one place i knew that one offer was going to work and yeah. i made it work to the best of my ability so i can kind of relate to you on that part just trying to like you know making that one offer, working that one scholarship work. And it makes you so much hungrier um, because you feel in a sense, in a sense, kind of like left out um, and not looked at. So you're going to make sure you do everything in your power to make sure everyone looks at you. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely get that, bro. Yeah. I get that. Tough, man. Grind yeah. squad. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't change it. I know you wouldn't change it. Mm-mm. I mean, we live in our dream. Um, I mean, you think back at it. If you told me that I'll be in the league playing in the NFL, um, went to college, got a degree and all that type of stuff coming where I come from, I would have probably not really listened to you. Um, and now you're on podcast. And now I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now now I'm doing a podcast, doing you know, my second uh my second life in a sense, because it's something that I always wanted to do. I love watching, you know, like first take and all those type of things mm-hmm. and debating sports because i mean that's all we do every day you talk we talk about who's better kobe or jordan or lebron or jordan and all that type of stuff all day every day like i'm in, literally in the group chats with with my friends and we, all we do is just argue about stuff all day so i was like man i'm already kind of doing it so let's actually kind of just do it do it and let's do it big and i mean now we're here i got you up here um and we're kicking this first one off the right way oh yeah so, I mean, kind of switching lanes a little bit out of football. 
kind of tell us about, you know, the hobbies that a lot of people don't know about Josh Allen. So hobbies, I mean, I, I, like I said, I grew up doing all sorts of different sports. I was gymnastics, karate, swimming. I got I to gotta stop you right there. Yeah, I Gymna- said gymnastics. gymnastics. Hey, but listen, the story, <laughs> the story is, right, my mom was taking my sister to gymnastics. Mm. And me and my brother, we were probably five, six years at the eight or at that time. And we were just driving her nuts. Mm-hmm. So my mom's like, if I'm going to be here watching my, my daughter do gymnastics, you boys are going to go out there and do flips and shit and go tie yourselves out under someone else's supervision so she can relax. So, uh, yeah, we, we spent a few months. It wasn't a long time, a few months doing gymnastics. And um, right after that is when, you know, we found like flag football and, uh, you know, tackle football shortly thereafter. So that's that's when gymnastics stopped. It was uh, I, I didn't I didn't know what it was but again it's just one of those things i would that say you, you, like you you're too damn big to be doing gymnastics you couldn't yeah, got too much older and did that one <laughs> yeah so but again so the hobby piece of it you know golfing i love i absolutely love swimming and doing like water sports and um like wake surfing and, and getting on the boat and just you know booze cruising it and hanging out uh love going to the beach you know i got a puppy and uh, you got to meet her mm-hmm. you see her today and uh just the training room. She's just so, so freaking full of energy and uh, she's the best. So I love hanging out with her, playing fetch. She will play fetch all day. And I love that. Um, what else do I like to do? I like video games, Call mm-hmm. of Duty. Um, that's, that's kind of one of my big things. I just got a PC. Um, so I'm taking it kind of serious now, you know, Zay, uh, Zay, Isaiah Hodgins keeps talking about he's better than me at Call of Duty. So I had to, had to get a better PC than him and go after him. I I haven't heard too many good things about him being good at uh, Call of Duty. Now Madden, I'll give him. Now you know. What I mean? Yeah, but Call of Duty's I'll talk. Madden, I've I've heard stories and I don't want to play. <laughs> Not at yeah, all. nah, he he's good. I I beat him once in Madden. He got me the last two times, but he he he's solid though. But I've seen you play golf, and that's something that I just started recently getting into. Um, just because. Golf, golf is something I just kind of recently got into, and um, I'm learning. Like I got some, I got my own clubs now. I got everything, and I suck. I like terrible. Takes time, man. Takes time. Yeah, but I just need to find the time to really go. Um, I've played maybe like six or seven times total. Um, I started when I was out in Cali when I was training right before the draft and stuff like that. So. I had a lot of free time and I started doing that and it was just a fun time. Now it's not fun when I can't find my ball. I go through like 10 balls uh, yeah. on one hole. That's, that's not a good thing, but uh, I've gotten a little better. I think a lot of people would say I got just a, just a little better. So, I mean, I've seen you play. It's, it's one of those sports hit. though. You you have to play it. Like if you don't play it, you get worse. Yeah. Like, that's what I heard. I got, that's what I heard. I'm getting better at it. And I got down to like a seven handicap, which is pretty good for me. Mm-hmm. And I took about a month off and I went, I went last Thursday and it was just like, I'd never swung the club before. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. The ball was doing the exact opposite of what I was trying to do. And <laughs> it makes you so frustrated because it's like, I've done this before and I should know how to do it. But the thing with the golf swing, it's like, there's so many different variables. Like the club face can be this, this much closed or this much open. 
and they could change the shot by literally like 40 yards and like it it's such a frustrating game but yeah, that's why i love it so cool. much because you're literally only going against yourself and yeah, the greatest there's a great quote and i i forget who says it but it's golf is not meant to be won it's meant to be played like it's there's no way you can win like yeah. you just you go out there and you 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 shoot as low as you can and you have a good time but going out with the boys dude like drinking beers on the course and hanging out and hitting every like every once in a while you hit just like an amazing shot and it's just like okay that that's worth it that's why i came out here that's why i'm going to continue to come out here yeah i like i like that cool i kind of when you said it just now it kind of reminded me of just like kind of like how life is in a sense mm-hmm. because you're not going to have you know you're not going to have everything you want in life like you're not going to win in golf like it's just not going to happen every single time and like you said it's just about going out there and playing and having a good time and that's kind of like life just you know going out there doing what you can do you know going through your ups and your downs and everything like that and just kind of like just trying to find the middle balance of that, all that type of stuff so yeah that's a that's a really good yeah. quote um and that's kind of just how that's the first thing that popped in my brain um is like that's like life and that's like yeah. my biggest thing because i'm like i'm like my girlfriend as you know jessica she loves to tell me that i'm like super zen and stuff like that so like the first thing that comes to my brain would be something about like life and balance and stuff like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's you are it's, pretty zen I, I, i'll agree with you on that uh i i mean i try yeah I, I mean i try i'm just starting to dig into it a little more now i think um i started doing meditation here this uh in the last month i'm working with this company um and this dude that's really really good man and it's just like allows you to learn so much more about yourself and it you know just learning more about yourself and knowing what you can handle and all that type of stuff that yeah. allows you to go on the field and even be better enhance everything your tools and all that type of stuff as well so it's a it's a good little tool that i i picked up i heard a lot of dudes um like a lot of guys that i like grew up watching and stuff like that like ricky williams um even though he did a lot of extra curriculum stuff on the side uh meditation <laughs> was big for him as well i remember i remember watching a interview with him and he was talking about some of those extracurricular stuff and they go anything else and he goes sweets <laughs> like what sweets and like yeah candies yeah I, I just i don't know why like as a kid i remember watching one of that one of those interviews at the time and like that's what sticks out to me when i think ricky williams but sorry it, I digress. He, he he was so good it, it was crazy how good he was especially mm-hmm. especially in college especially in college like people don't know i still i watch like every game day I think ever since like high school when I started playing running back because um, I started playing running back in my senior year in high school. Um, and ever since then, I always watch Ricky Williams highlights in college and then Marshawn Lynch highlights when he was in Seattle. Yeah. And those are the only two people I watch every game day. So it's been maybe like six years now. Um, I even did it in college all the way through. So it's crazy that I have to kind of do those things. I mean, it's kind of like a ritual in a sense. Yeah. Like, are those your only two, or you got other game day ones? Mm, those are really my main two. Like, if I feel like if I don't do those two, it throws everything else off. Everything, some other things I'll maybe I'll do this week, maybe I won't this week. Like, I have home rituals and then away game rituals and stuff like that. But like music and those two highlight tapes have to be done. Um, yeah. Every every time, no matter where we're at. Um, but. I mean, do you have any uh, like rituals or like pregame things that you have to do 
Yeah, I'm I'm slightly superstitious. Um, I don't unless we're playing a night game. I don't eat on game days. And then I mean, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, we play pretty early sometimes. I hate to feel yeah. feel heavy. I hate to feel and then heavy. after yeah, but after uh, after a pregame, I go in and I throw up. Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> and then I have to listen to my. I got like seven songs on a playlist, and it's all old school, like Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Elvis music, and it like just try to keep me calm. Um, really? Yeah. And then that, okay. And then obviously the right sock has to be on the right foot. The left sock has to be on the left foot. And then when I tighten my shoulder pads, I have to have six loops left. So I have to like tighten, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I do it and I go one, two, three, four, five, six. And as long as there's six, I'm good to go. Put my jersey on, I'm ready to go. See, this is the type of stuff that is that I love. This is crazy because, one, I would have never guessed in a million years you listen to Frank Sinatra and those guys to get hyped for a game. Yeah, what's well, actually it keeps me the opposite. I don't mm. want to be hyped. I want to be as calm as possible. I get that. I I I learned that uh, a few years ago. Being hype kind of messes me up. It tenses um, you. Yeah, like I don't like that feeling. Like you already get anxiety. Like you're just yeah. nervous, and all the nerves are ready to go. You're just ready, like like to just to play. Like my time. Like when I get hit, the first time I get hit, I'm like cool. I'm I'm like all right, yeah. cool. I'm ready to go now. But like. Before I get, if I don't get hit, I'm still like butterflies and all that type of stuff. And that's kind of like, I always kind of said like, that's kind of how I know I still love the game. You know what I mean? Like you for still sure. get butterflies, you still get those nerves. Um, and I mean, it could be opposite for other people and stuff like that. But I know for me personally, um, that's how I know I still, you know, love this game tremendously and everything like that. But I mean, I got to double back to the um, the six loops. Like mm. that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's just right? like I'm a, like I like symmetry. Like I like being as symmetrical as possible. So mm. again, I gotta have six on this side, six on this side. Um, with my volumes on my TVs or my radio in the car, it's gotta be an even number at all times. Like if I if I turn my car off and I accidentally like hit the volume button while I'm looking away, yeah. I'll have to turn the car back on. Make it even and then turn it back off. I'm gonna just say right now, first episode that you are gonna have the number one superstitious pregame yeah. rituals um, out of any sport that I'm probably gonna cover here because I'm gonna be doing you know other sports and everything like that. But yeah. right now, I'm gonna just have to write this down um, and just understand that you are gonna have the number one and. Unless somebody is literally bathing in some type of liquid, there's not gonna yep. beat it. I'm just gonna say that right now. But I'm a weirdo. It's all right, Zach. We're nah, all weird. Hey, being weird, I mean, it helps. Obviously, I need to be yeah. a little bit more weird. I need to do some more stuff. <laughs> but I like I like the left foot, the right foot sock thing because that is that is a, a little annoying. That could be annoying. Yeah. Um, I mean. Tell us, you know, just about, you know, we've always heard about you, how highly you talk about the city of Buffalo um, and the love you have for it and everything like that. And obviously the love for you is tremendous. I remember um, what game, the the last preseason game at home, um, obviously all the fans were geeked up and hyped because it was the first game they had. 
to be in attendance uh, in the whole mm -hmm. year, especially after the season that um, we had last year and missing out on that kind of stuff. Um, and I remember we all ran out and everyone's like, the crowd's going crazy. And then you come out last and then it sounded like another team just came out. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, it got louder. I thought, I'm like, okay, this is yeah. loud already. And this is obviously my first time experiencing the fans and everything like that because obviously i mean we had two playoff games but it was only like six thousand fans there yeah not um, the same yeah not the same um from what i've heard and then preseason game I'm like okay this is this is something different and then Sweet. you come out and i'm like oh no 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 this is what they meant <laughs> yeah so game, no games sunday game one will be will be nuts They're yeah in, like again like they love football so much and like that's why I love it here. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not like a big city guy. I like being kind of at the house and hanging out. But the people here are so good, and they love the Bills so much. And I yeah, love football do. so much. So, like, to have that in common with your fan base, obviously, it's it's great. But they're nuts. They're energetic. They're freaking jumping off RVs on tables that are on fire. And it's – I've heard stories. You've seen videos – um, but when you hear stories from like actual, like my family members and my girlfriend, when they go to the tailgates and they're like, you'll never guess what happened in this tailgate. Like, it's just, it is some of the most bonkers stories you'll ever hear. It's just like, but they love football. They get it. And they can get in the stadium. They can force an offsides or a false start or this or that and help us win a game. So, um, but everywhere, you know, everywhere I go to eat, man, it's just like, you know, there's pros and cons to it because uh, privacy or lack thereof, mm -hmm. you know, you don't you can't go to dinner without people coming up to your table and doing this or that. And like, again, it comes with the territory, but um, people are just so nice when they come up and it's like, I don't want to bother you. Go Bills. And I always try to give a go Bills back. But, um, man, it's just you can feel the buzz and the energy right now in Buffalo. And it's it's really cool. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, like you said, like just when you go out, the privacy thing and everything like that. I think it's different. Uh, I mean, obviously, I haven't played in anywhere else but here. But I feel like just the fans that do come up, and when they obviously when they say, you know, don't mean to bother you. I think they actually really genuinely don't mean to bother you. But, but it's just like, it. yeah, <laughs> like you just can't help it. And I mean, like it's kind of like cool to see that because obviously you have fans that are just obnoxious and don't care about your privacy, don't care about nothing you got going on, and you know, kind of. It's those fans that kind of miss the reality part of, okay, they are just human beings at the end of the day. And the only thing different about that person and me is, you know, their profession and the love of yeah. the profession. Um, and I mean, that's just a fine line between fans that I think some uh, are good at and some aren't. But I think here in Buffalo, you have a really, really good uh, group of fans that just really love the Bills and, they just love all the players, you know, just just for what they do for the community. And I mean, it's it's crazy just to be here yeah, like, and, and experience it. Like last year, right? The Seattle game, my my grandmother passed away. Um, mm -hmm. and then someone says, you know what, we should donate to a shy children's hospital. And they raised over like one point three five million dollars in the span of ninety yeah. days. And it was like, where where else would that happen? You know, like <laughs> these people just bought in and like we're like we want to make this situation as, as good as we can and it's going to a good cause but you know you don't see many other fan bases doing that and 
for it to go to Oshai Children's Hospital and it's going to help so many different families and kids that are in tough positions. But even like, you know, the playoff game, Lamar, um, I think Lamar mm-hmm. got hurt. Um, and fans even donated to his charity and his cause. And then, you know, Andy Dalton the year prior donated to his. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like there's some fan bases that talk the talk, but we as Bills Mafia, they kind of walk the walk too. And it's, um, it's such an awesome fan base to play for. And I think you'll get to realize this, you know, on Sunday when, when we got, you know, 67,000 fans packed in that stadium. Yeah. I think going back to, you know, when they did the donation for um, your grandmother and her name and everything like that. I think that was, when I heard that, I think that was just something that I love about people, you know, people who have, Mm -hmm just the right intentions in life. Um, I mean, like when you think about it, you don't know all those people, obviously, and all those people don't know you. And we don't know what they are going through, but they take the time out of their day to, you know, reach out and just kind of show love in some sense and in fashion. And I think that was just super dope for them to do that for you and your family and then come back and do that also for Lamar Jackson. Um, a guy who doesn't even play here, um, a guy that we got to beat <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time and stuff like that. And them doing that, I think there's no there's no fan base better than uh, Bills Mafia. Um, None. And that and right they won there, the poll, they won the poll again today too. Twice that? back to back, <laughs> back to back. I mean, back. honestly, I think they're gonna win it every year. I mean, it's really not close because they really care. Like, yeah they really care like football is so big here because they don't have I always people always ask me what's the difference between me being uh in buffalo versus utah and i think they're very two similar places just because utah um is similar to buffalo in a sense it's it has a lot of different uh things as well but it's very similar just because they only have one professional sports team there um which is basketball and it's in the jazz and they've now come back to um, be very, very good here in the last few years and everything like Mm. that. And that's all they kind of have. So they love the jazz and then us and the youth, all they have is football in the, in that college team. And they love, you know, the youth in their football on Saturdays, like everything is shut down on Saturday and everything is shut down on Sundays. Um, And like, you can't go anywhere. It's packed. It's loud everywhere you go. And I think that's very similar to here because they'll do anything for the players here. They'll get behind whatever they're trying to do. If it's from, you know, branding the athlete themselves, uh, you know, charities, whatever it may be, events, everything like that. Like even at, um, I went and watched uh, um documentary yep. a few days ago and he had uh, Bills fans out in Oregon helping him at his golf tournament. Um, and I thought that was just crazy because these dudes don't really know Poyer as in like, you know, like an like everyday basis kind of thing. But they took the time out of their lives to go out there and just help they him. They drove like something. three hours up north just to sit on a par three and watch people shoot. You know, yeah, like they're not even shots. participating, really. They just wanted yeah. to come out and be like, hey, we're a representation of Bills Mafia. And I don't think no other fan base can say they would do something like that uh, for one. So yeah. I mean, it's it's really dope just to be here and be experiencing this, uh, and it's, it's it's great, man. So I'm definitely hyped for Sunday to see the turnout and 
the tailgating. I've I got two of my friends coming up here for the game. One is a Steelers fan, sadly. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He went to school in Pittsburgh. Um, so I guess over the time he just decided. So is he gonna wear a Steelers jersey or your jersey though? <sighs> this guy was looking for a Najee Harris jersey oh, the whole God. week. The whole week he was looking for a Najee Harris jersey the whole week. And then he's like, ah, they all sold out. So I got to just rock this Juju Smith one. I was like, all right, bro, do your thing. <laughs> so I'm debating if I should even let him stay in my house. But Couldn't be my friend. Uh, I mean, I've known a guy for too long. I ain't going to throw him out of a jersey. I should, but I'm going to give him hell, though, after, you know, around like 6 o'clock that day. Absolutely. But uh, let's, let's, you know, just let's switch lanes real quick. And I just want to ask you about pretty much um what would you tell 16 year old josh allen um about everything that obviously you experience now and then uh from the the goods and the bads um what would you tell yourself at 16 years old going through before you even knew kind of what you would be at right now well i would tell him stay the course um obviously the journey that i've had has been different than most mm. um but again where i'm at now like uh, i'm not where i want to be or, or am i my, at my ending yet but mm. you know it's it's a good spot that i'm in right now and mentally i'm in a good spot um but everything along the way has just been a, a stone or a way to learn and try to find different ways to climb different obstacles um and it's been through trial and error and there's been a bunch of trials and tribulations but again stay the course enjoy every second of it you know yeah i'm in my fourth year going into my fourth year already and shoot i'm 25 years old now like i remember being that 16 year old kid it didn't feel like too long ago not too long ago i was you know slinging the ball at junior college and um you know fast forward six seven years later um i'm exactly where you know i pictured myself and where i wanted to be and um i think everything along you know, my path has kind of led me to where I'm at now. And uh, I've had a lot of help along the way. I get coaches, family, you know, my girlfriend, um, her parents. I mean, everybody's involved, you know, and yeah. it's, it takes a it takes a small army really to to get to where I'm at. And I understand that and I realize that and I appreciate, you know, everybody that's been along my path so far. And, you know, I'm going to understand and, and appreciate those that are going to continue to be on this path that I'm on. And, um, you know, there's still a long, long ways to go. You know, by no means are we there yet. You know, I want to win, mm. win a Super Bowl. You know, and not just one. So that's that's the goal. I feel that definitely, definitely need those Super Bowls. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, Super Bowls would be crazy. Super Bowls would be crazy for sure. Um, tell us about those JUCO days because I don't think a lot of people. Mm understand the the juco yep. route um i don't understand it obviously but i have guys that i know um that i either play with or friends that went the juco route and i know how easy it is to not come out of juco like yeah so there's there's jucos <laughs> and then there's california jucos which are way worse than all yeah. the other ones because you don't get any like like other jucos can give scholarships and help help kids eat and stuff like that but in california 
you 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 can get financial aid and stuff like that. And I was never in a position, you know, I was fortunate enough. My parents could have provided me an opportunity to walk on somewhere, whether it be Fresno State or San Jose State or San, whatever, wherever it was. But I felt like I owed it to my parents to go get a scholarship. So I went to junior college. Um, and I'm telling you, like, I had some guys sleeping in my apartment on the floor, on air mattresses, on the couch, you know, three, four times a week. Guys that just, you know, I wanted to, to you know, help take care of. And, um, again, like I said, I was in a fortunate position. But, like, just buying food, making food for me and some of the guys um, just to help them out. But it it's a grind. Like, there's nobody – and it's that point, too. Like, you're just out of high school. You're living on your own. You haven't made it. Like, there's so many different things going on. You still have class. You've got weird practice hours. Um, <laughs> like, and, like, you got to figure it out. So, it, it, it was very tough, man. It was it was a grind. And after being there for five months, I'm like, this. the first offer that I get, I'm going. I'm out like, I, can't, I can't do this much longer because, I mean – it really shows who wants it and who doesn't. And yeah. most guys aren't going to get out. There's, I think we, my, my team had three or four guys, um, me included, uh, that got to a division one. Um, but still, I still keep in contact with some yeah. of them. Um, but it just shows you, man, like there's so much talent out there that just kind of slips through the cracks because of, whether it be grades or just a mentality that, you know, they felt like they should be there, but didn't want to put in the work. And, um, you know, it, it, I felt like it helped me develop skills for different types of relationships too. And to, to meet people from way different backgrounds and way different, you know, ethnicity, race, um, like I said, mindset, mentality, family, walk of life, religion. Like it was, it was such an eye opener for me, especially coming from the small town that I'm in. Um, you know, and I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic uh, area. So, you know, I, I didn't really think of race and all that stuff. But like when I got to junior college, it was like, like there's so many different people in the world. It was crazy. And to, to kind of go through my journey with some of the guys that I did, like Rafael Rujo Lopes, who's like one of the greatest dudes of all time. He ended up playing at Pitt. Um, and, you know, he's one of the guys that we'd, we'd stay you know, in the same apartment together. And uh, we'd spent a lot of time together. And, um, you know, I actually, we, I introduced him and his girlfriend. They're just going to get married now soon. So uh, okay, it's, look it's at pretty that. crazy. Yeah. So again, it's, it's just, you know, you have to appreciate and enjoy where you're at, but it, it told me that I didn't want to be there much longer. I needed to find a way to get out of there. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate, ultimate grind right there. That's the ultimate yeah. grind. Yeah, that's that's crazy because that JUCO route is it's not for the weak. It's not for the weak, mm -hmm. man. I I I learned that um, just from certain guys that I played with in college, um, and then obviously friends and stuff like that. That I know they're super talented or didn't make it because obviously, like like you know, like yourself being overlooked or guys that didn't have the grades and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, man, it's I know so many dudes that's way more talented to me that were, you know, better than me and things like that, um, that didn't make it because they either, mm -hmm. you know, had so many other things going on as well. And it's just kind of just a kind of testimony to, you know, the mental toughness that you have to have um, as an athlete to get to this certain point. Because I I learned um, recently, like a couple years ago, that 
you know, when you're watching the sport or whatever, and you may be like, you know, it's, it's, it's different levels to everyone in, in, in these sports. Um, and you could be looking at one guy and you'd be like, man, he's really good. And you look at another guy and he's like, eh, he's okay. Right. And it's like, no, he's not okay. He's one of the best athletes in his sport because he's a pro at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And people love to say, oh, this guy sucks or oh, this guy isn't, you know, he's not going to pan out or whatever it is, but they don't understand how, you know, how tough it is to be in a professional sport for one. And then what type of, uh, you know, just mindset you have to have every day to kind of wake up and do the same thing. So and they also don't see the other piece of it. Like a guy that's okay on the field, not, not a superstar, but everything that he brings, like the knowledge to his teammates and mm-hmm. how he helps the younger guys and this and that, like prime example. All those things me, are valuable. Like you look at Lee Smith, like he didn't play a whole lot for us last year. Um, but as far as like, helping bridge the gap between coaches and players and helping young guys kind of like the, the truth of the league, you know, yeah. he's open, he's honest, and he's such a valuable player because he's able to relate and talk to the guys in a way that nobody else can. He's not afraid to put his nuts on the line. Um, but he's one of those guys too. Like people don't like, they don't see his name on the stat sheet, but mm-hmm. knows in there and he blocks his ass off during run plays He'll catch a touchdown or a pass here or there every once in a while and just does his job. But off the field, like guys gravitate toward him and they talk to him and they like he helps them through his walk, like walks of life. And it's it's just such a cool thing. Yeah. Our, like locker rooms are especially ours. Right. Yeah. Like you've got all these different people from different faiths, backgrounds, etc. And you put them up in one spot. And it's so crazy to see some of the relationships that are built. Yeah, with with guys like yeah. some like that would never ever in a million years, maybe they're completely opposite people in the real world, but because they play football and they're able to talk and they've got something in common, they they become like great friends and it's it's really cool. Yeah, no, I I love Lee. Lee helped me a lot. Uh, just in the one season I got to play with him, everything like that. Just I mean, obviously being a rookie and then being in the COVID year, everything was different for myself Mm -hmm. and everything like that and he was such a big help from just understanding on investing in your body um you know just investing in your body and obviously in the position that i play i I get hit every you know and he did too just being a tight end like you get hit every play like either you're blocking or you're running or you're catching you're doing something but you're getting hit um just investing in your body um you know how to deal with coaches on this level and things like that like lee was a big Mm -hmm. help um for a guy like myself um when you don't know kind of who to lean on or, you know, and you being a rookie, you really don't want to kind of be like, I don't want to be that guy with this problem or that problem. And he can kind of just see those things low key and just reach out to you and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, it's crazy though. Like, cause I played at Utah and we had, you know, black guys, white guys and Polynesians. And I have never mm-hmm. seen a Polynesian <laughs> in my life coming from Miami. So I didn't know, I'm like, man, who are these big, who are these big, big ass shit. dudes? Yeah. I'm like, right. I had a guy. Um, his name is Lucky Fotu, and he plays for the Cardinals right now. Um, we got, we went to Utah at the same time, and he was. A, I mean, obviously, when we came in, we were freshmen, and this dude was six six, like three hundred pounds, and I was like, I've never seen someone six six, three hundred pounds that could run, move. Like he played basketball, he played rugby. Like the dude was athletic, 
And I'm like, Crazy. I ain't yeah. never seen this in my life. And now to this day, like, we're still super close. Like, I'm super close with everybody because, I mean, Utah was so good because it was so many different type of people um, that you just get to learn people for who they are and it, all that, you know, that race stuff, all that, uh, you know, stereotypes, all that stuff gets thrown out the window when you actually mm-hmm. get to know people and learn people and for who they are. Um, and I mean, football is just, I mean, that's just like why people love sports, right? Yep. I mean, you get to bring so many different people together, um, uh, that probably wouldn't know ever known each other. Right. Cause I probably would have never known you if I played football. Like I'm, yeah. you're from Fireball, California. I'm from Miami, Florida. Literally the opposite end of the country. Yeah. Right. Like, and one thing that we love to do in common brought us together um, and it's going to continue to bring so many people together in this world. And it's just a dope thing to, to know that, you know, through some things in life that we can all come to a common ground and relate to being just humans and just loving each other and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's dope. But uh, got one more question for you before we wrap it up here, Josh. Um, and obviously it's the question everybody wants to know um and that's just what was your first thoughts on obviously getting the extension um for the massive massive contract that you definitely deserved um because obviously like you said you know it's not they haven't paid you for what you've done it's they're going to pay you for what you you're about to do um and i love that just because Obviously, a lot of people just get complacent after they get the money and all that type of stuff. But, you know, um, but yeah, what was what was your thoughts, your emotions? Obviously, I'm pretty sure it probably didn't even set in and hit you the day of. But what was your thoughts and all the emotions and all the, you know, the love I'm pretty sure that you got from, you know, Bill's Mafia and and all your family and your close ones and everything like that? Yeah, Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's set in yet still. You know, mm-hmm. and to, to fully grasp, you know, that it's, it's tough to do. Um, but, you know, obviously those like few nights leading up to it, like we've been talking for, for months at that time. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm, I'm getting tired of this. Like I'm hearing one thing from one person and another thing from the other person. And it's just like, yeah. we, we got to get this done, you know. And once we got it done, it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And, um, you know, to be here for another eight years. You know, and like, again, contracts are tricky and like there's so many different variables and ways you can look at it. But I'm so happy to be a Buffalo Bill and I'm thankful to be a part of this organization. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want to win, you know, and uh, I wanted it to be, you know, kind of team friendly in in a way that we can help spread around the money and and sign key players and keep guys here and um, try to continue to, to, to keep building on what we got going on here. And. Um, you know, the love I got from my family and friends was awesome. You know, everybody was super pumped for me. And, um, you know, like I said, though, it didn't, it doesn't really change much, you know, it doesn't (laughs) change my expectations. It doesn't change the pressure that I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't change how I play the game. Like I, I, I love this game. I have so much fun playing it. I love my teammates. Like I'm going to still go out there and make some stupid, crazy plays and, Sometimes they're going to be good. Sometimes they're going to be not so good, but I understand that. And I'm going to try to limit the not so good. But um, the way that I play the game is just like, I, I want to win. I want to win every play. And I understand 
as I get older, like I can't continue to play like that. And I got to find ways to get the ball and check down at the running backs and uh, get the ball out of my hand quicker. But, um, you know, it's the same game, same game I've played since I was a kid. And uh, it, it feels the exact same when I'm on the field, the joy that I get from throwing a touchdown or taking a knee at the end of the game to, to win a game. Like there's nothing better in my, in my opinion, like it is the greatest game ever invented. And I'm so fortunate to play it, especially for an organization like this, with a fan base like this, with a team like this. So uh, I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Ladies and gentlemen, a true competitor. That's literally all I got from that. A true competitor, man. I love that. And you see it. I mean, just being out there with a guy like you and playing with you, um, you know, and you definitely bring the best out of everyone. I think just just everyone knows how you are, right? Like, just you don't care about the glitz and the glamours and the wars. Like, you want to come out here, you want to win this game, right? And ultimately, you know, get to that that big game and also win that. And that's all you care about. It's nothing about, you know, all the other stuff that, you know, some guys do care about and stuff like that. And I think that just makes everyone want to play with you so much more um, and just kind of just want to throw their bodies out there for you. And I think that's what a, a true leader is. Um, so it's definitely a pleasure playing with you and, you know, definitely look forward to continuously doing this in the season with you. So appreciate you hopping on with me, man. Appreciate Let's you. Let's ride, Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right, everybody. Want to say thank you to Josh Allen just for hopping on with us on the first ever episode of the Mosmo Show, man. Catch him doing his things on Sundays, every Sunday for the next couple of weeks. Let's go. Thanks for having me on, Zemo. Love you. Love you too, brother. Appreciate you.